Hey everybody, welcome to the Big Orange Podcast. This is episode number six. My name is Matt Lucas. I am the head of film and motion graphic at Big Orange Media. And on today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the death of the meeting. Controversial subject, but obviously in the current times and things that we're going through, something that we've been sort of thinking about and also we've been using on just as we've been in meetings, Zooms, WebEx calls, etc., um, over the last sort of 12 to 14 months. We're very excited on today's Big Orange podcast to have somebody who's not part of Big Orange joining us. Um, we're expanding the podcast series, as we said. We're having some great guests on board. Um, so alongside Joe, our MD, say hello, Joe. Hello. We have Luke Walter here from uh, Sleeping Giant Media. Luke, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much for uh, having me along. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Sleeping Giant Media? Yeah, sure. Sleeping Giant Media is a digital marketing agency. Um, I, w- I would say sort of based in Folkestone, but again, at the moment, that isn't really true we're kind of dotted around uh, predominantly Kent but also now sort of throughout throughout the UK and Europe we've got a team of 53 people started now 13 years ago focus on getting more relevant traffic to our clients website predominantly through paid search SEO and social media and um, myself business partner set it up a long time ago in a dining room we've now gone full circle we are back in dining rooms again um, so yeah it's um, it's been a a strange 13 years, but for the most part, enjoyable. I think one of the most interesting things about the dynamic between the conversation that we're going to have today, obviously, is that uh, Joe started Big Orange Media it's just over five years ago now. And what seems to be apparent from everything that's happened during the pandemic is that it's affected everybody, no matter how long they've been going, no matter what industry they're in, obviously. Um, but in terms of uh, marketing, digital marketing and so on, the impacts have been quite specific, regardless of the size of the company and regardless of, of the amount of time that we've been going. I would say that the challenges that everybody has faced have been been unique, but also across the board have been sort of a shared experience. What would you say, Joe? Is that, is that sort of about right? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. That's, you know, we're in a really strange time. I think that's probably the, the easiest way to kind of, you know, put a, a label on it. I actually think, you know, part of what we're going to be talking about today is, you know, a bit of an extension from our first podcast is the pros and cons of this sitting around your dining table or uh, as we now can if you venture into a public house and sit around a table there <laughs> it, it is just what one of these uh, times in the world will be looked back upon with such interest and intrigue as to how what people did during that time and how they actually got the the, the most out of it and i think certainly from our perspective and I, i'm sure you know luke is similar as marketing businesses we are able to sort of diversify and you know distribute our workforce fairly quickly probably within the course of like two days having people like in the office (laughs) and then subsequently like from home and now it's thinking about like yeah what's the what's the long term of that what does that what does that look like for everybody no matter whether you're a marketing agency or or another business um but yeah absolutely i'd agree with that i think the interesting thing as well that we're going to cover today is now that we are starting to see things returning to to normal whatever that might be but uh, returning to something that we're more familiar with um with restrictions sort of being lifted um will we go back to the same sort of um processes and, and and efficiencies that we'd seen in the past or is there something that we can learn from this and that is that was the the, the, the point of the, the initial Big Orange podcast when we started talking about flexible working but I think there are wider implications than simply just whether or not you're working in the office and the, this idea of the death of the meeting which we're going to tackle today the idea of is a Zoom call going to be sufficient? At what point do you feel that that a Zoom or a WebEx or a Google Meets or whatever, what what point does that become an in-person meeting? And what benefits are there to that? Um, and I'm sure there are many things that we've learned over the last sort of year uh, to 16 months that we're going to discuss today that hopefully we we'll shed, shed a bit of light on that. Um, so 
I wanted to start by asking a big question, and there's no one single answer to this, but um, I'll, I'll throw this to you, Luke. What would you say is one of the biggest challenges you've faced um, in, in this sort of first 12 months of, of the pandemic? Houses. Now, there is a big question right there. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the challenge, I think, there was just relentless challenge. I think, you know, you guys mentioned it there. That I think different businesses have experienced such a unique kind of situation. Even the businesses that were technically doing well in the sense of their products or services were in demand because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. then face their own challenges around supply chain, staffing or whatever it might be. So, you know, that even things that technically could go well for in certain circumstances didn't actually go that well but i mean for us you know we went through that kind of the change curve that we we talked a lot about with our clients in terms of that you go through the various different kind of stages the first one being um when we because we kind of redesigned the the, the the change curve which is elizabeth kubler ross's model but we changed it to the the pandemic the unofficial pandemic change curve <laughs> um to try and help us make sense of it all and and you know talk have a a decent conversation but you know there was the, the panic stage which is obviously things kind of went crazy overnight and as you said joe you know for us as, as businesses probably not too difficult in terms of logistics making that work remotely with our teams but you know the drop in revenue so we've got you know again i think for agencies particularly if you have a, a heavy weighting of clients from certain poorly affected sectors i.e travel or at the time a state agency you know you see quite a, quite a swing in revenue so that was Obviously, the big challenge to start with is is handling that. Furloughed came out, great, we're all good, we can kind of balance the books a bit. Then it's handling the stigma around furloughing people and people worried about that. Is that a new name for redundancies? And, and mm. you know, and that's the first two weeks. <laughs> that's yeah, the first yeah. two weeks. And yeah. I think, you know, probably the main challenge I, I, I sort of, I th- you know, looking back at it is the constant need for reinvention and adaption. There was no point did I feel that we as a business were on the front foot saying, this is what's going to happen next, because we just didn't know. And so, you know, you've got your teams looking at you for, you know, certainty and and kind of reassurances. And you're trying to reassure people when yourself, you you know, we're completely dependent on the next update from, from Boris and, you know, hoping that there's some sort of good news. And, you know, for quite some time, it was not good news. And, and you're, no. you're trying to keep the business moving forward in in 100% uncertain times. I think that, you know, in summation is the probably the biggest challenge is that mm. constant change, constant being, you know, being on the back foot. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I think that it's, um, it's really just made everybody have to change the way that they look at you know, look, look, look at their working life, look at their business. And I think, you know, I, I think from, from Big Orange's perspective, it, it was, it was having time, you know, in a, um, in a period where m- most people had m- more time than ever before to be able to, to, to do things, whether they wanted that or not. I mean, you know, ultimately people got their commuting times back. People potentially, you know, didn't have to spend as, as long at work based on flexi hours or you know um certainly as you mentioned the uncertainty around furlough and things like that now from our perspective yeah it it really felt like there weren't enough hours in the day to try to get everything done Mm. and being able to change your business model in a way that suits yeah a situation that is ever changing and seemingly has this kind of you know bit like a hamster on a wheel type thing you know that's definitely felt like you're just kind of running to keep up i, th- I thought as i say joe just run, running to stand still i felt yeah, like a lot yeah. of the time it was that sort of 
huge amounts of effort and, and nor, you know normally you put that effort in and you see the reward and, and it's all good but in the last 12 months it's been you know ironic that you put more effort in and although you are technically seeing the benefit because you're not necessarily going backwards you're not even going you're not going forwards necessarily either which made it kind of like quite quite challenging yeah. i'd say yeah i you know i think so many businesses felt like 2020 this is the year we're going to absolutely smash it mm. like it's you know it, it's the um you know it, it is the year for us and it's funny we've spoken to so many people across you know so many different sectors and they all had that kind of feeling because it started out like feeling really good from, from our perspective actually the first quarter of 2020 you know although by the tail end of march was you know it was fairly evident what was going on was was fairly strong you know and was obviously what we wanted it, it, it to be it was I think a lot of businesses subsequently to that, that that then really felt like the wrath of 2020 hit them. And it is just now we do everything with such trepidation. Every business, it takes that much longer to have a conversation with them, equally from a creative perspective, to get them to um, offer people to really understand what it is they, they want you know, out of specifically a marketing strategy for their business because for so many of them they've had to put marketing on ice a bit it became this mm. you know I, I just need to keep my business going now isn't the time for me to try you know this new campaign or to be risque or to you know completely rebuild the, the website or whatever they were doing it was almost like actually I just need to survive as as marketing businesses it, it was I'm sure you know you'll agree with it. it was finding a way to support clients which you know invariably costs lots of time and money to, to 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 get them to feel that level of support but something that we would we would gladly do again it's obviously i think you you sort of show the the fiber of your fabric when you're giving people that kind of look let's just sit down for a couple of hours over zoom or you know mm. or when we could see them face to face to be able to have that conversation with them so they felt like they were supported a bit more yeah no i t- totally agree i think there's um yeah it's, it's been a, it's been a lot of effort and a lot of kind of input to do that but i think it's you know the that this is where the benefit of that work will start to come through. I think we, you know, we kept in mind this whole sort of period of time where, you know, you, you know, I, I don't even know how many free talks I did, but there was a lot of free talks um, to try to help businesses understand the, the change curve and actually what they could be doing and, and try to explore those different types of businesses. You know, they say, Joe, some of those um, businesses were kind of overnight kind of shut down. Some were, yeah. um, you know, seeing, seeing a partial impact. Some were seeing, a partial gain some were seeing overnight success you know it was the, it was quite quite interesting when we looked at our client base to sort of to see those differences but i think it's now you know as you say you sort of you see people's sort of true colors during those sorts of um tough times and i think it's you know that's this that's hopefully when you, you get a chance to kind of work out who you are individually and who you mm. are as a business to sort of say that you know this is it's not about how how nice you are when things are going well it's about what you're doing when things aren't going well and i think yes. that you know we you know when you embrace that and when you can really kind of commit to giving back and focusing on even though your world's upside down helping other people to write their worlds you know that that then is the sort of thing that you know now i think you know i'm a, tr- a sort of strong believer in reciprocity and uh yeah. paying it forward is, is where where you start seeing the benefits as well. Yes. I think that there's also something that I can say that I, I've noticed, as you say, this, this idea of when the chips are down, as, as you mentioned there, Luke, you know, how, how do you face that and how do you deal with that? And 
for what I'm hearing from both of you is it's, it's not it's not just how you can support your clients, but also how you as a company can continue to go when you've got eyes looking at you, when you've got your employees and everything like that looking at you for the answer. And there's there's just the goalposts are constantly changing. One of the things that I noticed was um, when there was that initial sort of for lack of a term, freak out at the beginning from clients mm. who were just like, I don't know what to do, suspend everything, let's stop and we have to take stock. I think once it became apparent that taking stock wasn't something like we used to be able to do because data was changing and things were happening so frequently and, and moving along in such a, such a pace, um, that it became apparent that actually marketing was an important part of that structure. It was something mm. they still needed to do. In a lot of cases, um, bricks and mortar locations were closed and unavailable and therefore um, a lot of people didn't necessarily have somewhere to go to or didn't necessarily have anywhere to bring their, their customers and clients so in in that respect digital marketing in a, in a way became quite a bastion of uh, you know just being seen by anybody um, for any reason and, and I think that's something that perhaps eventually I, I certainly with the work that I was doing um, is is the, the, the client started to realize and as you said being sort of agile and, and able to provide that service is uh, was, was key it felt like at the beginning hmm. yeah, yeah. Very, yeah very much so I think um, you know there's huge uptake in, in the, the amount of um, people utilizing social media, the interaction rates, you know, they all they all kind of skyrocketed because obviously by default for large parts of the UK and maybe and the entirety of the UK for certain periods is that obviously we couldn't go anywhere else. So what do you do? You kind of you look at a screen and, and you you kind of engage on that. And again, you know, I'm not here to debate right or wrong about that because mm. I think, you know, I think there's also a balance to be had with that one. But, um, yeah. you know, that that meant that for brands, it's really important to you know, to try to stay in the conversation, even if you can't necessarily, um, you know, provide the service or product that you would be doing, but you've got to have that conversation. And, and you know, for a lot of businesses, um, you know, it was it was helping people get refunds. <laughs> you know, they're, yeah. they're staffing up to to help pay money back to client. You know, and it, it was a mad situation, mad. And it, you know, I'm not saying it's done either. It's it's not, but um, yeah, it's it's about you know, it's, I think the digital. Um, presence or in, and sort of or digital role within the overall kind of marketing mix during a pandemic has escalated, you know, two or three years in the space of a couple of months. And I think businesses yeah. are, you know, if they if they went into it digitally savvy, they they're winning. They you know they're winning against mm. their competitors. If they went into it not digitally savvy, you know, and I think there's some data released by Google on this one recently. In fact, actually say, saying exactly that. If you go, if you had that. Sort of digital presence and that digital kind of understanding you're, you're you're much more resilient to these sorts of changes um and and i think yeah now if you if the, you know the businesses that haven't done it if they're still around and still able to kind of you know trade they're they're really trying to up their game as quickly as possible yeah absolutely i that was really evident to see actually with some of the really big brands and you know not that we're going to get into sort of you know naming any names of course but you know certainly certain high street retailers that maybe didn't have you know, a, a particularly strong you know, e-commerce presence, or, or, or actually shunned that completely. Um, it then, you know, really became evident when their hand was forced, and suddenly they were like, "I don't have anywhere to go here." You know, that was when you saw, you know, who really was kind of clued up in terms of their sort of digital strategy, and how that then became so important so quickly to to many businesses. And yeah, as you rightly say, if, if they weren't really clued up to start with, that's very difficult to make up that amount of ground in such a really short space of time. Yeah, with everything on fire at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just putting out fires rather than actually sort of, yeah, which uh, is a phrase I've heard many people use um, in this, this sort of last year or so. Um, so sort of get into the crux of it then. 
in terms of when we use the phrase the death of the meeting, which is the name of this podcast, which is something that we sort of coined here as an idea or something that we've heard that we wanted to explore. And I think it comes down to obviously meetings will still happen. Um, a good example would be that this podcast is being recorded remotely and we are speaking on um, a certain digital platform. There are many out there. We won't say which one this is. Uh, it just goes very fast though. No. Um, and essentially, <laughs> oh, you're giving it away. Um, so this obviously is, is now almost the, this or, or, or other um, online communication tools are the, the, the way of the pandemic, but are they the way of the future? And has that now interrupted the ability for folks to get into a boardroom, go, go out for a coffee even, um, as, as we do often with our clients? Um, just that social personal interaction, being able to shake somebody's hand, being able to essentially as a, a potential client um, measure the uh, sort of body language and the ability of somebody in person rather than sort of relying um, on you know any multitude of other things that you would try and sort of judge whether you're going to do something and also the same for an, an agency as to making sure that the work that, that you're looking to provide is actually with the, the right customer etc. Those are the kinds of things that I think we wanted to take a look at. Joe I'll come to you first. Um, do you feel that there's going to be a happy medium between this sort of digital communication and going back to shaking hands and drinking coffee and all that kind of thing? Because I know it's something that you're quite uh, quite fond of doing, that personable interaction. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely drunk much more coffee in the last 14 months, you know, than I probably ever have done before. Um, it's funny, right? My, you know, my, my first ever job was working for um, Armani, funnily enough, on Brompton Road in London and I was uh, worked in the menswear department and there was a chap called Alan that used to work there um, who was you know part of the senior management team who was giving all the sales training one of his key things to say to all the new recruits was make sure you, you always offer somebody a firm hand <laughs> and always make eye contact you know and that's I think I've carried that predominantly through all of my career, you know, every time I meet somebody, you know, ultimately, and we all do it, of course, these are the kind of, you know, the social courtesies that we all pay each other and have done forever. Um, so, and I, I think that's, yeah, that, that's really strange, you know, certainly just that concept now of, and we've had a, you know, a couple of meetings, um, all social distance, of course, in the office, but where you want to go and shake somebody's hand or they kind of do this awkward sort of put their hand mm. out or then arm out and then kind of maybe sort of elbow you in the you know in the back of the head but it's, <laughs> you know what i mean it's you know but I still think, doing it yeah yeah you know I, I i really you know evidently you know covid is not done and of course you know we know it's an ever-changing situation as we were just discussing before we were you know we were recording we could probably you know create an entire podcast just about you know, our assumptions of where the pandemic is going to go, which we're not going to do. Don't worry, everybody. Mm -hmm. It's all good. Um, you know, health implications, you know, um, aside, if we're just talking about, you know, meeting and, 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 and you know, being able to, to, to shake people's hands, you know, again, um, I think that's really important. I've, I really, I, I like the idea of this kind of, you know, I'm being genuine with you. You can read my, you know, my, my body language and my social cues. And that we, some clients, you know, over the last year, we've only met, you know, via a sort of, you know, little square on a screen. You know, we even, uh, we've, um, we've employed people 
um, having not met them in person. And that would just be absolutely unheard of, you know, any other time. So I, I think it's really, um, I, I think I think it really is something that I hope you will return. Um, and I, I, it's interesting to talk that out as to, you know, how and when and what people's reservations of that are. I mean, I, I don't know what your sort of take on that is, Luke. Yeah, similarly, I think... Um you know, we're social beings. I think it's really important that we that we have that. The handshake, I think, is going to disappear for quite some time. I can't yeah. I can't see that coming back for quite some time because it it now it used to be that you know quite rightly that sign of kind of of trust and obviously the origin of the hand. I don't know if you know the origin and concepts around it, but it's like it's trying to you know you're trying to show someone that you're not holding a a weapon or anything. You know, it's there to show that you you can kind of you know be trusted. The yeah. the irony now is that weapon is. <laughs> On your hand, your hand, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's um crazy. It's flipped the whole concept of of trust into now fear in a way because if someone goes to shake your hand, it's like you're not just thinking about you know do I trust them and you know how do I how do I do, you know, make sure it's a firm handshake, look them in the eye. It's a case of okay, right. Well, if they've got vulnerable relatives, if they're worried themselves, if they haven't yeah. washed their hands, you know, and those are conversations and th- and thoughts, some of them we probably should have had prior to this anyway, but we now yes. definitely do, you know, have they washed their hands particularly as one. But point is, is it's now <laughs> sort of the forefront of the, of that social interaction. So there needs to be sort of some sort of reinvention of the handshake and um and that sort of that trust symbol i don't know what that is yet and if you know yeah. i'm gonna now that's gonna be my mission now is to try and <laughs> reinvent the handshake but i think um you know it's the, a tall the, order it, exactly i don't know what it is i don't know i don't know how i can do that but um i've got loads of time on my hands so it's, uh, <laughs> i think there will be you know there will be that return to face to face and um we're sort of doing similarly getting the teams together and i think there's a few interesting points. I think because we've been doing what we've been doing for such a long time, there's a kind of part of the the body brain is kind of like, well, this is what life is right now. Like this is what it is. So, and we've become okay with it. We may not love it, but we've become okay with it. And we're quite able as humans just to adapt to that scenario. And I think for some people, it's going to take some getting out. It's almost trying to break out of that mindset because this isn't, this isn't really living. This is part living. This is all right. And thank whoever for technology because imagine this without technology it'd be horrendous so there's some good things for sure but this isn't really what we're supposed to do as human beings so i think it's a case of we've got to break out of that kind of mold get back to doing some face-to-face but at the same time take some of the benefits because you don't need to travel so much and um also you know we we talk about the death of the, the the meeting the death of the phone call I mean, yeah, yeah, mm, that's probably more accurate. You know, we talk, yeah, we we talk about kind of, oh my gosh, this is so difficult and different, and you know, it was just so di- it's so much better to do that. We used to phone people. Mm. We don't phone anyone anymore. <laughs> no, that's so we have, true. Yeah. We had a we have a video call, and because you can, because you can, yeah, yeah. and actually, yeah. that's a, I think a positive step forward in a way. From so, what what I think we should be looking at is it's that you know face to face meetings, yes reduce them down because actually sometimes you don't need to travel four hours to have a 20 minute conversation and you know yeah. waste your time money environmental impact on doing that but actually see this is you know maybe we we don't instead of having a, a phone call 
where we don't get to see somebody, we get to see somebody via video conferencing, but also still use a phone because sometimes it's super tiring to do eight Zooms back to back. So, oh, yeah. goodness. Oh, no, sorry, not Zooms, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever well, the, your video conferencing <laughs> platform of choice may be. Indeed. Indeed. I, uh, I, I always sort of um, refer back to that, that saying that is, um, this meeting could have been a phone call, this phone call could have been an email, this email could not have been sent at all, you know, <laughs> just sort of dialing it back in terms yeah. of what, what it would be. And actually, you're, you're 100% right. We... In the office, when uh, sort of last year before the, the the most the lockdown that came towards the end of the year, two people in, in on different zooms. Whereas before, you could have two people on the phone next to each other, and you would probably focus in on the conversation you're having and ignore the world around you. But mm. with Zoom technology or Google Meets or whatever, if you have two things happening at once, you will hear the other person's conversation because we're using these dev- you know the headphones and all this sort of thing or directly through. It. And it's impossible to actually. So you do kind of need to have these separate locations you can't just have two people on the phone next to each other that's something perhaps that we've lost i don't know but um yeah i think that makes sense joe what do you think Uh, i've really picked up on the part living you know Hmm. um, section of what you just said there and i think that's absolutely right i mean it's um we're talking about this in a business context but it's but it's become so much more than that we have you know got used to socializing in front of a tiny little screen and we've got used to doing all of our meetings in front of a tiny little screen and we've got used to seeing granny and granddad as humans we've we've adapted to that and i think that there are benefits to that actually my wife's parents they would never really have kind of sat down on a sunday evening to do a a video call with their family and that's really that's great for her because my wife has siblings that that are in um, italy and and in france and actually sometimes we do need a little bit of an occasion if you will Mm. or a specific like date and time to go i i know i should do this but i don't because it's easier not to so i think there there's some of the positive things that come out of it that if you get used to saying i'm going to speak to x person via video on this date and time then that that works and we've seen that certainly in a business capacity as well where we've got interests in 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 amsterdam obviously with the you know another business in in holland and you know because of travel restrictions haven't been able to get over there so yeah without this technology would have been absolutely impossible to mm. to, to, to make that work yes yeah. we're also very as human beings we're, it's great that we've adopted this technology so much to be able to to do that but i think it's striking that balance between yeah not driving to manchester for a meeting that as you say is like 40 minutes and then coming back again and all the the implications of doing that but also that sometimes it's 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 good for the client it's good for the staff member it's it's good for us all to have that level of social interaction and actually then break out of that comfort zone that we've got into so yeah. we've, we've kind of got into like just going ask or we'll just do it over zoom type thing and that, that's the balance maybe that needs kind of addressing a little bit agreed i think we've got to remember why we do some of this i think that's sometimes you know what what happens is that we want to we want to get the team back together and it's not because we don't trust them working remotely it's because actually one some people are in such a, a groove that and such a kind of the new reality that they don't even see the fact that they are in that so they need yeah. to be sort of nudged and, and broken out of that but it's really for social it's really just to sort of mm. remind people why we do what we do why do we work so hard you know why do we put so much effort into building the business making the business what it is well, it's actually so that we can enjoy life and have, yeah. you know, a good social kind of gathering. You know, that's why we do it. And I think that the tw- last 12 months, 
whether whether your business has been bouncing along or whatever, but on a personal level, for a lot of people, it's been survival. And I don't mean that in the sense of true survival, but I mean in the sense of that you, you take away a lot of the social interaction and then what, what are you left with? Well, you're left with kind of catching up with people remotely which again is better than nothing and it's and it's mm. you know and so, as you say um, Joe it's taken moved some um, people further forward that wouldn't have necessarily done that you know it's created mm. the reason to do that which is great but but also it's taken away some of the the kind of the essence it's all you know the, the sort of a zoom catch up or sorry, a video conferencing catch up for friends is like is a sort of a fast food equivalent of a healthy relationship yeah. it's like it's, yes. it doesn't it has it has the essence of it but it doesn't sustain you it doesn't give you anything that's that's kind of really gonna sort of fill your cup with goodness it's just it's no. just a sort of superficial kind of like how how's it going rather than being able to sort of sit next to your mate or put your arm around them when they're sad or, or whatever it might be and it and it's yeah. I think that's the bit that we, you know, that obviously is the downside of of the situation, and I think that's the bit we have got to remind ourselves of how important that is to get back to that. At the same time, keeping some of the some of the things that we have learned, which is you know, as you say, that kind of remote element, and some of the time that we've regained, you know, for for families where running a business, it's it's not easy on your time, and and you know, and late nights and all the rest of it. And the last twelve months, I've. I've got my two daughters ready for school every single day. I put them to bed every single night, and you know, I've, I've, you know, had an amazing time, amazing time with them, having lunch with them when they, when, when schools were shut as well. Obviously, they're back yeah. now, but things like that. They think it's a real gift. It's a real kind of when we do look back on this in ten years' time and go, who were we? What did we do? How did we act? There's a few bits I'm gonna look back on and go, that's actually massive. That's huge, yeah. and that's incredible that I got to experience that. I know that there's obviously lots of different ways to look at that and I know some people have had horrendous times with it so it's not to say that it's to be taken lightly but but there's opportunity to see the real you know good and and some nice things that have been caused by this horrible horrible situation definitely definitely spending time with your kids I mean I've been uh, learning piano with my daughter and you know just kind of you know, my, my, my son got really into playing my old Mega Drive that we found in the loft, you know, and we were, I'd like that. I mean, you can't beat 16-bit gaming. It was just Good like, lad. You know. Good lad. <laughs> but I mean, that, they are the, they, they, they remember that when they're older, you know what I mean? It's, the, mm. it, it's, it's how those, um, it's, it's how the situation, you know, shaped those relationships. And actually that for the longest time for me, you know, because of my own hangups, I suppose, but I, you know, I felt like work needs to be done in a work setting. And actually I was never as, as productive being at home and that, I'm sure you agree with this, Luke, well, you know, maybe not, but you know, as a business owner, you never switch off. I think that's one of the very difficult things is you're kind of always on and even more so when you're kind of at home, you know what I mean? If there's no, if there's no, like, I'm shutting the door to the office now and I'm going home, you can almost have that kind of mental, like, that was X, this is Y, yeah, that's all threshold. good. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, um, you know, not having the capability to do that. I was, I was initially really worried about that because I know that I'm like, oh, just, you know, I can, I just open the Mac up and do a couple of emails. And, but it, in fact, it's kind of made me put the phone in the kitchen. Don't touch it. You know, I don't need to be always, because we all know what it's like if you get an email from a client or, <laughs> you know or, or stuff or whatever like clients you know, are tech. always right joe we know that. Oh, they are this is very true <laughs> we know they this. are always 110 percent right <laughs> equally right to email you at 10 to 10 in the totally. evening this is, that's entirely their proxy come but on the, guys come on now <laughs> <laughs> but the point is right it's 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 healthier for us all as individuals to be like that's a tomorrow 
job. I don't need that low-level anxiety yeah. of being mm-hmm. like, oh, I wish I hadn't read that. And mm-hmm. um, I think that that has actually been um, that's been a real positive out of the situation. You know, for me personally, anyway, being able to kind of give myself these kind of chunks of time to dedicate to specific activities rather than going, oh, I'll just do this, I'll just do that, I'll just do mm. this. No, totally. Yeah, and I think it, it forces you to create those thresholds. I think, you know, that's the point, isn't it? You don't have the physical threshold of, of um, you know, traveling to the office necessarily. So then you've got to, as a, you know, and, and again, it's not, not everybody, but as you say, as a business owner, there isn't there isn't a time when you don't own or run a business. You know, there isn't. Flexi time's great. It means I work and all the time anyway do you know what i mean it's yeah. not it's, it's fantastic um but and i joke because I, I think actually i think over the last 12 months i've really tried to prioritize health as well so it's it's mm. been kind of trying to do this in a way where actually because because it right from the start we were saying this is not a sprint this is a marathon and it's a case of trying to pace yourself and and ensure that you can kind of get through i didn't think it was going to turn into an ultra marathon but at the same time is that you know we were prepared for the sort of longer aspect to it and it's about trying to make sure that you're, you know you're building resilience and and kind of working to to make sure you take care of yourself because without you in the mix like you know as a business owner or you know but anyone realistically your health is the underpinning mm. element that yeah. if that's goes downhill then then everything else is, is you know a lot more difficult so i think i'm um, trying to ensure that you're building in those elements those thresholds to try to switch off is is a, a lesson to again it's but hopefully this this scenario this this test that we've just been put through over the last 12 months has allowed us to try to do those sorts of things and if you can get through that there's nothing else you can't get through i think that's really important we've, we've covered a lot of things there in terms of what we were going to move into next actually which is create the idea of this benefits positives learnings from this time and the need to adapt and what I'm hearing is that um, a lot of things that you've both done on a personal level have also positively impacted the businesses and uh, the people that you know that, that work within there these ideas of thresholds which are not physical anymore but uh, are now sort of self-imposed and and hopefully that sort of I, I can speak for myself certainly with with Joe and, and the way that he's conducted himself in this scenario I can see the positive impact it's had I've, I've, I've felt it from as an employee and I've also spoken to others about it again it's not to try and shower you with too much praise but just just as the idea just, just as bit. the idea when, just, just a little your, bit when's just your review coming up yeah. it's coming up luke it's coming up okay it's uh when is it it's mid- mid-year review is on its way um, well played sir well played <laughs> <laughs> but but no but but it, on a serious note this idea of as you've mentioned before the leadership aspect of it and also just taking on board the messages that you give to your 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 uh, employees and taking them on board yourself um and, and now that we move into this scenario where Essentially, uh, looking into the future, um, obviously, as, as, as Joe said, we're not going to try and magic able this this whole thing um, because none of us really have the answers. But <laughs> presumably, um, we, we are going to have to sort of take things as they come. As I said, things are starting to open up, and and uh, by the time this podcast goes out, we might even know more about whether things are going to be uh, fully open as as we expect mm. them to be in in sort of mid to late June. Mm. Um, it's more thinking about, okay, we've had this situation, we've taken these learnings, presumably you'd like to try and get back to this uh, similar sort of situation that you had before where certain freedoms were allowed and, and you know, offices aren't siloed in people's bedrooms, you can still have that social element and allow people to work together and actually build some amazing things that they've been able to do remotely, but will do much more of when they're together. How do you see the impacts of what we've seen so far influencing the future and uh, what sort of learnings will you take from this time um, as you sort of forge ahead with uh, the rest of sort of this next five-year path? Yeah, but that, that really is a question, isn't it? 
I don't it, pose easy questions. No, this, this, no, 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 no. <laughs> hard hitting journalism. This it's a very good, it's a very good question. I think everyone wants to get things you know back to whatever normal is, and I you know that the awful. This is the new normal phraseology that everyone was banding around last year. I, I'm okay with being able to have the freedoms that we have now. I, of course, I want to have exactly the same amount of capacity to do living, living, you know, that we all did before this, you know, the idea of being able to, even going over to Holland to, 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 you know, to work on the business over there in person and also, you know, see family, but also this idea of being able to have this kind of, you know, weekend break that from a personal point of view, obviously those things are, we all just took that for granted and getting on a flight like a bus and, you know, spending a weekend in the city, which is such an, Mm. you know, up until, well, it still is illegal to go on holiday to certain countries, isn't it? Unless it's on a specific list. You know, so from a personal point of view, of course. But I'm also, as I said, I don't want to go backwards really quickly. I, th- I think it's really important to make proper progress in a way that is that is measured, and we're not suddenly going to go, oh, whoops, we suddenly have to go back to you know being in a lockdown. That just wouldn't be great for anybody. I think from a from a business perspective, prior to lockdown one, you know, <laughs> we were looking at a far larger premises, probably four times the size of, 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 of where we originally were at that time, with the view that we were obviously grow the headcount and all the things that we were going to do. And actually, I'm really glad that we didn't end up signing the lease for that building because we would have been four people rattling around in there, you know, with the, 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 the all the other members of staff working remotely. There's 15 of us now, which is a good size for, for, for where we are. And actually, I, I, I actually feel like the the premises that we're now in is perfect for the sort of hybrid model that we've adopted as a business and i don't see whatever happens that changing and i think part of that for us was about protecting ourselves and protecting our interests a little bit so you know if if it all did go awfully wrong again which you know i really hope it doesn't but actually, we're in a situation where we we've got the right premises. But you know, if it continues on this positive trajectory that it's on, this is where we need to be, and this is how we're working. And it's more about have for people to have a base and a you know and a positive working environment mm. and somewhere to come if they want to. But equally, for this sort of hybrid working arrangement where we're going to have you know maybe three days in, two days at home, and then switch for the week after, it's absolutely perfect. So um, so that that that's how I uh, I see that. You know, working, and I think you know, uh, sensibly, most of the staff are really happy with that. Learnings, you know, I think it is just—it's not to be too hard on yourself. And I think you know, I'm—I'm I'm definitely, from my perspective, it's take everything to, to heart, and I want it to be the best it can possibly be, and I want it, all the work we produce to be as amazing as it possibly can be. If anything ever goes awry, of course, you—you you, you know, as as a business owner, you, of course, you do—you do take that personally. But I think. It's important to, to recognize when you do a good job and actually to go, do you know what? I'm really proud of how I handled that situation, even though at the time you feel like you're, you know, wading through treacle or as Luke, you know, quite rightly said, you know, sort of running just to stand still. So cut yourself a bit of slack a little bit sometimes and mm. um, just focus on the positive stuff, basically. Absolutely. What he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks. That was a podcast, everybody. <laughs> 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 well, I'm glad, I'm glad we're on a, a similar sort of page. Is it seriously? Is there anything you wanted to add to that, Luke, or do you sort of just share the sentiment? It's, it, it's the tra- the challenge will be, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I've, I, I sort of I wholeheartedly agree, with, you know, with with Joe there in terms of you know the, the sort of the situation and and kind of the desire to kind of get back to some sort of 
you know what it used to be i think we've been focusing on uh, what we call the restart up mentality that's the messaging we've been kind of talking about over the last sort of 14 months and it's that trying not to focus on getting back to where it was because where it was doesn't exist mm, and that's yeah. i think that the challenge that that we're going to face is that what we knew won't happen at all in the sense of the world will have moved on so if we're trying to get to this 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 it's, you know it's like it's like you know all those rose-tinted glasses type yeah. sayings of when you look back at you know school life and ex-girlfriends or whatever and go yeah oh, yeah it's amazing and then you're like actually <laughs> she was nuts she yeah. was crazy yeah. but actually you know oh you know that it, 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 <laughs> yeah but again we all do it don't we and in, in everything like we look at the, the past more fondly and we, we aim for this kind of you know to return to that but i, I think that the, the danger we, we've got to be sort of aware of is that actually that doesn't exist anymore and the, mm. and the world has moved on cultures will have changed in terms of like company culture um yeah the, you know the way that people want to work has changed their motivations will have changed in terms of whether they're you know they're more maybe more health conscious you know that's i think a, a, a sort of a big thing there's always there's a more focus around um you know making sure things are kind of green as well people wanting to work for companies that are morally uh mm. you know good companies all yeah. these things that because it's not just the pandemic you know there's there's been huge upheaval in this in the in the world in that sort of time period with you know with the donald trump yeah. black lives matter like huge huge seismic events that will reshape and change the way that people view um you know themselves their role in society the work mm. that they do the businesses that they want to work for and i think that and that you know that means that we have to have different companies that means we have to have different cultures that means we have to have a different approach to um, employment it, basically everything changes and i think it's a case of trying to where possible map out what that looks like if it, for for us as you know as a business and going right well that's that's what we think people you know what we want to stand for in this in what we call the new world so we're aiming for the new world and that was in our final stage of, of that kind of that curve is that is that new world so we're, we're reaching the new world we're in the recovery stage i think now we're moving into the new mm. world soon it's what does that mean what does that look like mm. who do we want to be as you know a sleeping giant media has our has our why changed has any of the kind of the things that we stand for changed then recreating the business recreating the structures the system the people everything around what that will be because I think that's the only way that I think we'll get to a point where it will be, it will feel right. Because otherwise we're going to have this constant feeling yeah. of it not being what it was. Yeah. And I think that's the sort of, the re and, I, and I don't, you know, I, I, know, I just think the next six months are going to be really, really challenging for mm -hmm. businesses to try to find their new identity in this new world. And yeah. I think that's that is the biggest challenge that we're all going to face. And again, this is not just on a business level. This is a personal level as well. This is this mm. is essentially, you know, what what do what did you do before? What did you stand for? Are you are you happy with what you were doing? And there's going to be, you know, huge sort of upheaval as we all try to ask those questions and find new answers for those. And yeah, it's going to be I think quite tumultuous over the over the next six months as we all try and work out what that what that actually looks like. Yeah. It feels like ultimately a very unique opportunity for everybody to reassess and reevaluate 
who they are and what they want to be. And from a, from, a, from a business standpoint, it could end up actually being rather revolutionary that certain companies will choose to go for those green credentials or just reevaluate and, and put themselves in a different place, a different roadmap, a, a different set of ideals um, that then all come together and actually push themselves further ahead than, say, people that don't do that, that do just attempt to go back to what they're familiar with and what they've known and they get left behind. Yeah, and totally and I, think, I think maybe that some people... Um, you know, it's, you, you might be able to you might over egg it a little bit and try and reinvent the wheel, or actually, you just find the things that you could be doing better, and that you've had the opportunity to assess um, personally and professionally in that time. And 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 as you say, over the next six months, really, really give it a good go. Can be exciting. Yeah, I'm, mm. I, th- I think it's also like people now thinking about like green credentials and you know making making their mark in the world. And for for businesses, you know, people can see through. You know, if if that's just kind of a buzzword, people yeah. you know want to see now what does that actually mean? You know, when I say that as a, you know as a business, what does it what does it mean when I say I'm sustainable? What does it mean when yeah. I say that I'm you know we, we we follow sort of you know carbon neutral exercises and that we are very much a, a business of the future? And I think people that are starting their first or second job, this transition from being in university and coming into a workplace where their perception of you know what that looks like is very much skewed based on the kind of situation that we're in. And as you rightly point out, people do want to feel purpose and want to see what it mm. is and want to work for a company that that really does stand for something and that they really do stand for that rather than it being just a kind of shine on the top so i, I definitely think that kind of mentality of the the big reset is is you know looming and i think that's that's exciting mm. that's got some real positives yeah. to it definitely authentic and uh believing it rather than just saying it i think that's um and again it's kind of the pandemic has also brought brought that out you know there's businesses that have kind of shone above the rest by just living and you know breathing their values and others that have greenwashed or tried to sort of you know use it as a as a kind of you know as a marketing kind of ploy which you know no one buys it you know there's there's too much tra- well there's a lot of transparency now more than there ever was so it's it's got to be authentic and it's yeah i think all of this momentum over the last 12 months i i you know some of it good, some of it bad. I think hopefully we can see the opportunities and, and create better businesses and you know places where people want to work, feel valued, and have a better life balance. I think that's that's what we you know that's what we're going to try to focus on creating. Thanks, guys. Um, that was really eye-opening. The whole process. I'm glad we had a chance to exercise a few demons there and talk about uh, some of the difficulties, but also some of the uh, positive steps that we've made over the last 14 months. What has been a very difficult time. Um, Luke, thanks so much for coming on. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you and to talk to you today. Thank you very much for having me. It's been great. How do we find out more about Sleeping Giant Media? If you are looking to reinvent and you are looking to take those digital first steps or next steps, you can uh, find out more information, obviously, on all the social platforms. We're looking for Sleeping Giant Media and, of course, www.sleepinggiantmedia.co.uk. I think one of the more important things that we've taken from this entire um, pandemic, of course, is that communication is key. And siloing even in the industry is 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 not going to help anybody. So having conversations like this um, really helps sort of broaden everyone's horizons and gets us to understand what the impacts have been um, across the board. So um, we really appreciate you coming on. Thanks very much. It's been great. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can catch up with all the Big Orange podcast episodes over on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can follow Big Orange Media on all of our social channels, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find us on our website as well, bigorangemedia.co.uk. Listen now for new podcasts and updates from Big Orange Media going forward. Cheers.